Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are in town. Nick Foligno is ready to come back in the lineup. Colby Cave will be honored prior to tonight's game. Jake DeBrusque is in love with Oreos. All this and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Let's get into it. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Podcast, Locked On Bruins Podcast, sorry. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, November 11th, Remembrance Day up here in Canada, Veterans Day uh, down south of the border. Of course, we uh, remember all those who served and fought for the freedoms that we can enjoy Today, it's also my mother's birthday, so happy birthday, Mom, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, because you're a supportive mother and always have been. Thank you so much. Now, uh, what are we going to talk about on today's podcast? Bruins playing the Edmonton Oilers tonight at TD Garden. Uh, Emily Cave will be there, and there will be uh, a tribute to Colby prior to this one. We'll get into all that here in a moment. First of all, I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. So please do hit that subscribe button so that each new episode will be automatically added to your feed, whether you're an Apple user, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for all the support. To date, we're also now on YouTube, so you can get a video feed of the podcast live into my living room where our cat Bessie is currently causing a bit of a ruckus underneath the couch. If you're on uh, Twitter, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, same handle is on Instagram, actually. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. For anybody new to the podcast, uh, you can, uh, yeah, know that I'm a lifelong Bruins fan. I have been uh, writing about this team for about 16 years and I am, uh, yeah, wrote about hockey for five years for the score up here in Toronto, living Guelph, cover junior hockey as well. Uh, the Guelph storm 2019 champions and also have been hosting this podcast now for a couple years. Let's get into today's episode. Big news for the Bruins is the impending return of Nick Foligno. Just four periods into his Bruins career, he was a victim of an upper body injury and that sidelined him on a week-to-week basis. Uh, But he has made a pretty speedy recovery and is expected to face the Edmonton Oilers on Thursday night at TD Garden. He said, I'm lucky. We've got a great training staff here, strength staff. Really impressed with the way they got me back, probably ahead of schedule. And that's pretty gratifying. Uh, They went to work, um, made him feel much better. He's looking forward to proving them right and getting out there feeling good. Uh, He said it was unrelated to the back problems that he suffered during his time with the Toronto Maple Leafs last spring. 
And uh, when he does return to the lineup, he could be in a bit of a different spot as Bruce Cassidy looks to shuffle up the middle six. Might try him with Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall as a net front presence. That line's a bit stagnant at the moment. They're not getting the chances they did get earlier. So, and then that would mean Craig Smith uh, playing with Jake DeBrusque and Eric Howla. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, the um, added bonus of Felino's presence is just the intangible boost for a team that's been kind of struggling to put together consistent 60-minute efforts. Uh, a lot of leadership burden on Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. That's one of the reasons why Felino was brought in. And uh, hopefully that's where Nick Felino can really help out, according to Bruce Cassidy. He's been there. He knows the appropriate time to stand up. He knows the appropriate time to make something happen on the ice to get others into the fight. Uh, Felino added, the vocal stuff comes when you're doing it the right way. And you have the opportunity to speak up. Uh, team really hasn't had many new faces for a lot of years. And he has, since day one, wanted to come in, try to understand how they need to play and uh, how he can be kind of a boost to those efforts. Anton Bleed might be back in the lineup as well. Uh, Trent Frederick is out for the time being with an upper body injury suffered against the Ottawa Senators, a hit from Josh Brown. Uh, but uh, Bleed looks to be the guy that will pop back into the lineup uh, to fill that hole. Jack Stanika was sent down to Providence, where he played last night. Um, and, uh, yeah, Cassidy said they just don't want players sitting for too long, and they'll sort through this weekend if they need to get him back. Speaking of Cassidy, he did hit the 200 win mark as coach of the Boston Bruins the other night, uh, joining Claude Julian, Art Ross, Milt Schmidt, Don Cherry, and Jerry Cheevers. He said it means that he's been around a lot of good players. A uh, big thank you to the leadership group, to Cam Neely, Don Sweeney, and uh, now he's focused on getting to 201. Linus Allmark will get the start against Edmonton, and uh, it will not be an easy task to uh, shut these guys down. We all know they're led in scoring by Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. They both have 23 points through 11 games, uh, but they also have a couple other guys who are averaging better than a point per game in Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jesse Pugliarvi. Uh Zach Hyman's a new face. He's quite familiar with the Bruins. Uh, Darnell Nurse, Tyson Berry. You know, they have uh, a very talented team and, and they're looking to finally put it together for uh, a long run here this season. And uh, they did lose the other night against the Detroit Red Wings and they should be looking to get back on the winning side of things here uh, tonight's game against the Bruins. It will be an emotional start to the game as um, it's being dedicated to the late Colby Cave with, uh, you know, considering he played for the Bruins and the Oilers. Emily Cave has been in Boston. Uh, she's been ensuring his legacy lives on by establishing Colby's Kids, a program built to empower the next generation of players by making hockey accessible to families. Uh, the 50-50 draw, I believe, tonight will be going to uh, that cause. And... Uh, yeah, it's great that they'll be able to honor them uh, with uh, 
with Emily in attendance for sure. She spent the day with the Bruins yesterday, I believe. Uh, Patrice Bergeron gave her a, a stick, and uh, it's going to be a really special night for sure. And, and uh, yeah, emotional. And uh, all our continued support for Emily. Uh, and uh, yeah, she was on the podcast two summers ago. So go back and listen to that if you have not already. It was uh, one of my favorite episodes for sure. Uh, so yeah, Colby Cave will be honored prior to tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, I'm excited to see how our Bruins uh, stack up against this team. Now, before we move on, a quick word about Bet Online, the fastest and quickest way to make all your sports bets. They're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season. There's more props, odds, and lines than ever before. They're your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season, as well as hockey, of course. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, they have you covered for all the best odds and props. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So please do subscribe and uh, yeah, listen as much as possible. Now, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Bruins will honor Colby Cave. Uh, Head coach of the Oilers said, he's in your mind all the time. He was a fine, fine young man that we lost too early. He said the moment that sticks out for him as an Oiler was a big game against Pittsburgh that he scored a beautiful goal, just seeing how happy he was and how happy everyone was for him. It's a great memory. He was a well-liked guy smiling all the time. And uh, he certainly made an impact on both uh, the Oilers and the Bruins organization. He was, of course, picked up by Edmonton after being waived by the Bruins. Uh, certainly not a move that they necessarily wanted to make, but, uh, you know, just a move that uh, just based on roster decisions and all that stuff. Uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy, uh, according to Matt Porter, who had a great article uh, feature on Emily and Colby in, in the Boston Globe today. Bruce Cassidy said it was tough. Uh, Colby was one of the most genuine kids he thinks he's ever coached. At a lower level is where you get to know these kids, 20, 21. He, of course, coached him as a member of the Providence Bruins. It's a little different when they're in the minors and they've left home. They've got to find their identity. They're so young. You want to do right by them as people and as players. Nobody saw it coming. Obviously, it's difficult, much more difficult for the family and Emily, but still is jarring for everybody who got to know him. And, uh, you know, he said, hopefully she's doing well. It sounds like she is. Uh, Emily said she was saying to Bergie, to everyone, she felt cold the most in Boston, walking down the streets, seeing his favorite restaurants. Uh, she feels at home in Boston. And I know everybody at the game tonight, when they bump into her, will be kind and supportive. Uh, she said the caves lived by a saying, be somebody that makes everybody feel like a somebody. 
that's what drives her foundation work and uh, what drives her to, yeah, just carry on his legacy by um, emphasizing mental health initiatives, providing access to sports for underprivileged children and get on the Oilers for establishing Colby's kids and uh, for the Bruins for, uh, you know, dedicating this game to him as well as uh, taking that 50-50 draw money and, and donating it to uh, Colby's kids tonight. Now, a bit of a funner, is that a word? Funner story. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, you may have noticed, was spotted prior to Tuesday night's game receiving a pack of Oreos. A fan stood uh, by the glass with a sign saying, uh, challenging him to a game of rock, paper, scissors. If the fan won, they got a stick. If he won, the fan would give him a pack of Oreos. NHL tweeted out the video yesterday. Uh, it was very fun to see. And uh, credit to Connor Ryan of Boston Sports Journal for doing some digging here. And uh, Jake DeBrusque opened up about why this is uh, a thing. We all know he's a fun guy, a social butterfly. That was part of the reason he struggled last year was, uh, you know, uh, the COVID protocols. He felt very isolated, very down. It, it really affected his mental health. Uh, but he's rebounded this year, and he uh, said he's really lucky to have fans that do creative things. Uh, and this Oreo thing has kind of taken off. He said he's always been an Oreo fan, one of those things that since he's been a little kid, as a reward, he used to get them after he scored goals. And it's interesting how it's kind of going, uh, coming back. It's a new thing where... Yeah, fans have jumped on this Oreo thing, and he said he'll never say no to an Oreo, even though it's a little bit hard to eat one before a game, but he do he does eat them afterwards. Um, what else did he say about it? He wasn't sure exactly how people caught on to the his love for Oreos. He said he might have said it on a video game stream or a uh, a podcast in the past. He said uh, his preferred flavor, you can, can't really go wrong with any of them. Probably say his favorite one is uh, birthday cake. It's not bad, but it's one of those where you only have maybe one or two cookies and then it gets a little sweet. If you're talking a full row, he'll go with the gold thins or just with the regular. You can't go wrong with the classic. Uh, Connor Ryan wrote, as entertaining as the optics are of fans tossing Oreos to a player night in and night out, for DeBrusque, the meaning goes uh, well deeper than just that gesture. He really appreciates uh, the fan support, the encouragement, having fun with the fans. And I'm sure it's not the last we'll see of uh, this Oreo craze with Jake DeBrusque. So if you're at the ring tonight, think you'll have a chance of beating him. At a game of rock, paper, scissors, you can challenge him. Get uh, Bring some Oreos because... That's what he really loves. Uh, that's, he said he'll never say no to gifts. It's what it's all about, fan interaction. Always think if anyone's got his jersey on or a sign for him, they're getting a puck automatically if he can see them. And, uh, yeah, he does love those Oreos. So that is uh, the latest on Jake DeBrusque, the latest on tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers. The Bruins enter this one. 
really looking to build off the momentum gained against Ottawa. We all know, you know, it was a bit closer than we would have liked perhaps right now. Uh, the Bruins in terms of point percentage sit uh, fourth in the Atlantic, I believe uh, behind Florida, Tampa and Toronto. Toronto won last night. So they jumped ahead of the Bruins. Uh, they have five points on them, but the Bruins have only played 10 games to date, which I believe is uh, fewest among all NHL teams tied with Columbus, the Islanders and the Colorado avalanche. So a big test for the Bruins, the Oilers uh, come into this one third in points in the NHL, a record of nine and two a point percentage. They're second in the NHL. They have a plus 15 goal differential, which is third. Uh, really the, the class of the Western Conference to this point. And uh, it will be a big challenge for the Bruins, a big measuring stick game. Uh, and hopefully they're up to the task and Nick Foligno can provide a bit of a boost. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that Anaheim Ducks general manager uh, Bob Murray had been placed on leave after an investigation into uh, how he treats employees, players, coaching staff. He resigned last night as general manager of the Ducks and intends to enter a treatment program for alcohol abuse. Uh, He's been with the Ducks since 2005, been their general manager since 2008, uh, GM of the year in 2015. The club didn't release details of the investigation, but an anonymous source said it was prompted by complaints of verbal abuse by Murray towards team employees. Uh, Jeff Solomon, who recently joined the Ducks front office, will replace Murray on an interim basis, and he'll be in charge of finding a full-time replacement. Uh, It appears as though the... Ducks employees were kind of uh, empowered to come forward after the Chicago Blackhawks investigation and the NHL's uh, exhortation to, you know, file a complaint with the league if anything comes up. And uh, yeah, good on them for stepping up. And hopefully it's another step in a culture change in the NHL in the wake of the Blackhawks uh, scandal. Now the Senators, who the Bruins played the other night, continue to battle COVID-19 outbreak, sidelined uh, a seventh player, led to a second day of canceled practice in Ottawa. Uh, the league is monitoring the situation, hopes to avoid rescheduling games, uh, but maintains its top concern is the health of everyone in the dressing room. Uh, I'm not sure if the Senators are supposed to play tonight, but of course they were in Boston, so hopefully there's no uh, spillover there. And uh, the Bruins come out of that unscathed. The Senators are supposed to host the Los Angeles Kings tonight. Uh, So hopefully that is able to go on. Uh, What else is going on out there? Any um, rumors? The Canadians and Senators are reportedly eyeing uh, New York Rangers forward. Vitaly Kravtsov, the 21-year-old, is in Russia awaiting a trade after refusing to report to the Islanders, AA, sorry, the Rangers AHL affiliate last month. Uh, so that uh, could be somewhat of a problem if he jumps onto an Atlantic division 
opponent. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, the other thing, Nathan McKinnon out three weeks with an injury, which uh, if you're a fantasy owner, doesn't really affect the Bruins per se, but if you're a fantasy owner, that is not great. A quick look at uh, the NHL stats leaders at the moment. I mentioned Dreisaitl and McDavid shared the league lead in uh, points at 23. Alex Ovechkin has 21 points. He's second. He leads the NHL with 11 goals, one ahead of Dreisaitl, two ahead of uh, Connor McDavid, Kyle Connor, Troy Terry, and Tyler Bertuzzi, and Chris Kreider all have nine goals. So uh, Bruins not really quite up there among the league leaders, but uh, hopefully someone can uh, jump up soon and uh, get in the top there. Actually, no. Brad Mar- where's Brad Marchand rank? He's got 15 points through 10 games, points per game. He ranks fifth at 1.5, tied with uh, some Vegas Golden Knights. Jack Hughes is injured. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a very spirited affair tonight. I'm very excited to see the Oilers in Boston. It's been quite a while. And, uh, again, it's going to be an emotional one with Colby Cave being honored prior to that. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Actually, just uh, realized I have the day off today, so yeah, gonna enjoy that. Maybe read a bit. Finish the last season of Narcos. I only have one episode left on that, and uh, just uh, yeah, have a mental health day, which will be nice. And obviously, uh, taking some time this morning to remember those who uh, fought for our uh, freedoms that we enjoy today, lest we forget. So yeah, have a great one, friends. We'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game, take a look at the weekend ahead, two games on tap for the Bruins, and uh, yeah, just bring you all the latest from the black and gold. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.